My friend, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What are the roots of sin? One way of understanding the three root sins is by asking the question, where am I looking for fulfillment? Where am I looking for fulfillment? The gospel tells us that we need to be looking for it in our friendship, our relationship with Jesus Christ, in being faithful to God's will in our lives because we were made to find lasting happiness in him. Amen? But ever since original sin, we have this tendency to look for fulfillment in three other places. In other words, three idols. These are the three temptations 
that the evil one throws at Jesus. First, we can look for it in what could be said as pleasure and comfort. Command the stone to become bread. This is the first idol, and it is the idol of sensuality, living by our senses. Life pleasures and comforts are good things because they're created by God. Yet, what we find is they, are, they don't last. They're not lasting. They're not fulfilling. <clears throat> In other words, they don't satisfy the heart. Therefore, statistically, it's been found that death by suicide is far greater among the rich than it is amongst the poor. And Jesus responded, we do not live on bread alone. The second area that we seem to have a tendency to look for fulfillment and satisfaction is in power. In being able to do whatever we want without limitations. This idol is the idol of arrogance, or another way to put it, diabolical pride. Thus the devil's second temptation, I shall give to you all this power and glory. Yet we know this is a lie. Only God is self-sufficient. The rest of us depend on him. When we reject that dependence upon God, what we do is we end up becoming slaves of selfishness. And in a real way, we become worshipers of the evil one. Amen? Okay. Wasn't sure about that one. That's what happened to Darth Vader in the Star Wars movies. He wanted control over life and death. And what happened? He ended up becoming a slave of evil. And so Jesus answered, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone you shall serve. The third way we look for satisfaction or fulfillment would be in popularity or praise. And this is the idol of vanity. Thus, the third temptation that the evil one presented to Jesus was a miraculous swan dive off the temple roof. He offered it to him so it would impress everyone and win Jesus instant fame. But what we find is people's opinions are fickle. You and I both know you can be a hero one day and a zero the next. Fashions change all the time. 
Whereas God's friendship, that relationship, it is firm, it is steady, stable, and dependable. Risking that friendship for the sake of what? Passing, popularity, it's bad business. Thus Jesus says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Sensuality, arrogance, and vanity. Seeking our satisfaction and ultimate fulfillment in pleasure, power, or popularity, these are the three root sins that Jesus unmasked for us. So let us ask ourselves a very tough question. On this, the first Sunday of Lent, ask yourself, and I ask myself this, am I a better Christian now than I was a year ago? And that's an especially challenging question because we've been going through this pandemic. Ask yourself, am I holier? Am I more like Jesus? Am I really striving to become the saint that God created me to be? And it's an uncomfortable question to ask. It's uncomfortable for us to ask and to probe ourselves by these questions. But nonetheless, that's a good thing. Lent is a time for us to feel uncomfortable. Jesus loves us so much, far too much, to let us become lazy. Jesus is like a good coach because he's always encouraging us to grow, to improve. Not for him, but for us. And unfortunately, many of us aren't growing probably as quickly or as constantly and consistently as we need to. Professionally, we may be moving up, maybe. Academically, athletically, we are making progress. Yet, what about as Christians? Maybe not really. Maybe we're still stuck where we've always been. We're on a plateau. And so the same temptations, the same falls, the same sins, the danger is that we're still what could be called mediocre Christians. Now, one of the reasons for this is that we will not let go the real root of our selfishness. Amen? Mm. We need to strive to follow more faithfully Jesus. Yet, we don't do so maybe intellectually. We keep trying to cut off the branches of impatience or greed or lust or dishonesty 
Yet what is happening is the roots are still intact. And we know that about our gardens. If you don't pull out, get those roots out, that weed's coming back. That's what little I know about gardening. If you don't get to those roots, they just grow back. In Jesus' temptation in the desert, the evil one makes the mistake of exposing the three roots of all sins. And each of us, one of these roots is bigger and stronger than the others. Though we may even have all three. But if we can identify which is our main root sin, we can direct our spiritual work and effort our disciplines, our exercises, more intelligently. And then if we do that, then we're going to feel we're making real progress as a disciple of Jesus Christ. When we get to know and understand that root sin and its most frequent manifestations, It arms us for the spiritual battle that we need to do in the desert of Lent, just like Jesus. The better we know where we are weak, the better we are able to resist temptation. And we are all tempted. Amen? Yeah, that was the strongest one of all. Every day we're invited by sin, to rebel against God in little things and in large things. The pattern of our behavior around us, our own self-centered tendencies, and the evil one himself are always inviting us to trust more in our own flawed judgment than the infinite wisdom of God. We need to remember Temptation is not sin. Temptation is not sin. In fact, every temptation is an opportunity to exercise a deeper trust in God, to reclaim territory for God's kingdom, just as Jesus did when he was tempted. Because Jesus was tempted He redeemed temptation. With this grace, this, his victory over sin, that can be our victory. That's why he came to this earth and to each of our lives in the first place. So the message that Jesus has for us today is one of hope, lasting hope. We can conquer sin. We can do it in our lives and in this world around us. We just need to stay as close to Jesus as we can to listen to him. That's why what the Eucharist is here for. That's why God gave it to us. That's also why the scriptures the word of God has been given to us because when we aren't 
feeding ourselves on the body and blood of Christ, we need to be feeding ourselves with the word of God. That needs to be our sustenance. Jesus confronts the devil attack by quoting and living the scriptures, the inspired word of God. So my friends, I encourage you and I invite you. Let's renew our confidence in Jesus and our determination to fight the good fight for the advance of the kingdom of God, to cut back and to remove as best we can with God's grace root sin and to make more room for God's grace in each of our lives. When we receive Jesus today in communion, let's promise to do our part to stay united to him, to deepen our trust in him, and seek our happiness and our friendship with him. Let's find our satisfaction and fulfillment in him. And let's ask Jesus which tactic he wants us to use this Lent, whether to spend more time with him in the Eucharist either receiving it or adoring it, or more time with him in reading and feeding off of God's word. That's the goal for us. That's what Jesus is offering to us. And I believe we can be successful. We can be able to say at the end of these 40 days, we are better than what we were a year ago. And for that matter, two years ago. The question is, are we going to do it? Are we going to make that commitment? Amen?